And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from TWAVE.TV, TWITCASTING.TV, and our various network. It's great to have you all here for today's program. We're going to have an incredible program lined up for you today. And remember, our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363. 8463. Today we're going to continue our series in the book of Zechariah, talking about God's mighty angels and this incredible revelations in the book of Zechariah, chapter 2. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your wonderful word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us hope in the yes. future uh, by reading what you've done in the past mm. and what you've prophesied about what is to come. And we pray you open these words to all those listening and watching. And we thank you and praise you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you turn into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Zechariah chapter 2, looking at God's mighty angel. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com as well as twave.tv as well. And we thank you all for being part of today's program. And remember, for those of you that are find yourselves in the Aventura area, you can always check us out. Here, our ministry, we're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother, as always. I know we're very excited for the wonderful work that God is doing. Nathan, believe it or not, uh, here in Florida, the weather for these past few days have been just fantastic. How are things in the Texas area? Beautiful spring. Uh, we've got lots of floods, as you probably heard on the news, uh, mostly down in Houston. they got a foot of water in one day. Wow. So we're experiencing a lot of water, but... Praise the Lord. You know, after years of drought, we're just loving the fact that uh, everything's so green again. Absolutely. <laughs> so soon you're going to have a mini Florida in Texas. There you go, man. I mean, if you live in a tropical paradise, why shouldn't we? That's right. We can share the good news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, I'm excited for what God is going to do in our program. But, Nate, maybe someone is new to the program here and they're not familiar with the ministry, Lamb Lion Ministry. Can you talk to us briefly, your contact information, so people can check out all of the wonderful things you're doing? Certainly. Well, my name again is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. And there we have a wealth of information to teach you about Bible prophecy. Our founder, Dr. David Reagan, has on his television show, Christ and Prophecy. We have articles, newsletters you can subscribe for, social networks. Uh, daily blog, that you name it, we've got it. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So check us out, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And for those of you that are watching us live on www.twave.tv, the handsome young man behind me. Yes, no, that's not me. It's actually Nathan. So you guys can check out all the wonderful information for their ministry. And it's just exciting, all the wonderful things. Nathan, just briefly, also, your conference is coming up this year, right? Your annual conference. Yeah, Lamb and Lion Ministries hosts our own uh, conference every year, big annual conference. It's uh, the middle of July. Folks, again, can check it out on our website at lamblion.com. And the theme this year is the Great Debates of Bible Prophecy. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And for those of, uh, those of you that are watching or listening, check it out. Just a lot of wonderful information. So, Nathan, again, just uh, great things that God is doing. God has such a wonderful plan 
for the Christians in the future. A lot of incredible things that we find in the Word of God to encourage us. And Nathan, our program that you and I have been doing for many years, really, Bible prophecy is not a gloom doom thing, but it's good news to encourage people, right? Absolutely. Bible prophecy is meant to forewarn before God sends judgment, but it's also to show us that we have hope in the future. Jesus Christ wins, and if you're a child of God, we win through Jesus as well. Absolutely, and that is the good news that we want to share with our individuals. And of course, Nathan, we've started, we, we dove into this incredible series in the book of Zechariah. And of course, you oftentimes say that the book of Zechariah is like a mini book of Revelation. And I love that because some of the prophecies that we're seeing here, uh, it, some of them we're going to notice, they relate uh, in a sense more also like the book of Revelation. And some uh, are just incredible. And last week, you took us through chapter one and in chapter one we were looking at this mighty angel and you described for us something different that this was just no ordinary angel can you recap for us chapter one before we move into chapter two well we've got Zechariah he was a young boy when he returned with the first group of Jewish people that were exiled out of Jerusalem and they've been gone for 50 years up in Babylon and finally King Cyrus issued a decree that allowed the Jewish people to return uh, go and rebuild the temple back in Jerusalem. So Zechariah, along with the aged prophet Haggai, returned. Uh, years later, they rebuilt the temple and they celebrated, but they got off to a rocky start. They were very disappointed when they saw how destroyed Jerusalem was, how low their funds were, how poor the, the temple looked, uh, as well as the constant interference with the Samaritans and trying to get them to stop construction. So they went back and started building their own homes and their own farms, but for some reason, nothing would grow well. And, right. and both Zechariah and Haggai told the people that, hey, you're putting all your attention on God second and you first. Switch mm. it around and everything will work right. And that's exactly what they did. They obeyed the message of God, something the Jewish people didn't do with previous prophets. Right. And they obeyed, they repented, they returned to the Lord, they rebuilt the temple and uh, put God first and then the rest of their life fell back together again. And so that was a great joy and blessing to the people. They, they had the right perspective. Yes. And then God went one farther. He gave a series of visions, eight visions to Zechariah, that would encourage the people about not just their current circumstances, but the future of Israel, far, far into the future, even future for us, that would give them hope that God had a big plan for their lives. Absolutely. And then we begin there in verse 7 and on with these incredible visions. And again, we mentioned that this uh, angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, is none other than Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Exactly. This angel takes worship, which none of the regular angels do. So it's, uh, again, a reference to the angel of the Lord, which is the Old Testament name for Jesus Christ himself. So God incarnate was the angel of the Lord before Jesus was even born of yes. Mary and Joseph. So uh, you can find Jesus a lot in the Old Testament. Yes. That, that always blows my mind a little bit <laughs> when you think Jesus New Testament. But, you know, he's eternal. He is part of the Trinity with God. So he was very active. And here he himself is telling about the future of Israel and the future of the world. And he wow. starts by giving a vision of, of called the vision of the horses. Yes. You can read about that, chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. Brian, we said to people, not to get confused, these are not the horses in Revelation chapter 6, okay? Because it's a whole new scene that we're looking at here. Exactly. Great point. These are not the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So if anybody knows anything about Revelation, they know the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So looking forward to that new action movie <laughs> coming out with the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These aren't the four horsemen of the apocalypse. These are the, just angels that are sent out and they come back. Right. 
and the riders on the angels report back that uh, uh, everything is peaceful, they walk through the earth, and the earth is resting quietly. And brother, that doesn't happen then, and it didn't that's, happen then, excuse me, and it isn't happening now. That's right. And so we're looking to the future. This is talking about Jesus Christ's millennial reign. When he comes, he defeats Satan and the Antichrist, and he sets up his kingdom on earth. And for a thousand years, the earth knows peace, justice, and safety, and there is no Brother, I am so looking forward to that time period. Uh, the same here, Nathan Jones. Uh, thank you for giving us a wonderful background. So again, as we look at this mighty angel here in Zechariah revealing these incredible things to us, Nathan Jones, will you take us now through chapter 2? Last week we talked about the visions of the horns. We talked about powers and kingdoms, right? And now we move into chapter 2, and we're going to see some other incredible things. Yes, well, out of the eight visions, we're now at the second vision, and that's chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and it reads... Then I raised my eyes and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. So I said, Where are you going? And he said to me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what it is, its width, and what it is, its length. And there was the angel who talked with me going out, and another angel was coming out to meet him, who said to him, Run, speak to this young man, Zechariah, mm. saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire around wow. her, and I will mm. be the glory in her midst. Nathan, this is amazing. God is always going to protect his people, no matter what. Today we read in the news, everything is about, you know, the destruction of Israel, the surrounding nations. But here the Bible tells us that God is always going to have Israel as the apple of their eyes. So here they're talking about measuring uh, this, the, the, the measuring the, the, um, uh, the temple, the area there. What, what exactly is going on here? Well, Zechariah encounters a man who's measuring the city of Jerusalem. And he's preparing it for the return of its king. And we know that being King Jesus. So an angel tells the measuring man to inform Zechariah that Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. So Yahweh, that's God, warns right. any nation that tries to mess with his holy land, that he who touches Israel touches the apple of his eye. So the Messiah promised that eventually many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst. So we know that a time when the King, Jesus, of the world is going to rule gloriously from Jerusalem, and that time is coming. Now, brother, bear in mind that Zechariah was written about 2,500 yeah, years ago, that... and we're still waiting for the Millennial Kingdom, which is at least seven-plus years into the future because you got the tribulation. So right. this is a prophecy that was written 2,500 plus years before it eventually finds its fulfillment. You know, Nathan, we can be very impatient. I don't know about you, right? But we want everything now. <laughs> yeah. So here, the, right, but the Bible promised this is going to be an event into the future. And Nathan, something incredible happened in 1948. Can you talk to us about that? Well, May of 1948, Israel became a nation again. There are so many prophecies in the Bible, like Isaiah 11, for instance, which talks about the return of the Jewish people a second time. Now, what we're reading in Zechariah is a return the first time, and it wasn't mm -hmm. a big number. It was about 200,000 Jewish people returned from Babylon to Israel. They rebuilt it, and over the years, the Medo-Persian Empire gave way to the Greek Empire and the Greek to the Romans. And then the Jewish people were all exiled again out of the country in 70 AD. So the Jewish people really have had no control over their exactly. country since the exile. 
But there are so many prophecies that talk about the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. And brother, that's exactly what happened from the Balfour Declaration in 1917 to the UN creating um, uh, the land in 1947 to May of 1948 when the Jewish Congress declared a state Israel is a nation again. And brother, that's a prophecy that goes back well over 2,000 years. Yes. And we've seen it fulfilled in our lifetime. And if I might make a reference, in Matthew 24, Jesus says, those who see the fig tree reblossom, they are the ones that will see Jesus Christ return. And brother, yes. we live in that age when the fig trees reblossom. Yeah. Israel is a nation. So that means that we in our life will more than likely see Jesus return. Isn't that incredible? So Nathan, the reason why I said that, because you said 2,500 years, yet individuals in our lifetime believe the, the promises of the Word of God, and I believe it was Ben-Gurion, right, Nathan, that really made a lot of this happen. David Ben-Gurion was the uh, president or prime minister, I forget which at the time, and so he's the one. I've been to uh, that place. It's a, like a little library, really, in wow. downtown Tel Aviv. But, uh, you know, I've been to the Independence Hall in Philadelphia, and I've been to Independence Hall in Israel, and they both have that same feeling, where a nation is birthed, and that's where their nation is birthed. Now, as soon as the nation was birthed, all the surrounding Islamic countries attacked. Right. What could be only called a miracle of God. A bunch of farmers on kibbutzes and a few broken down planes were able to hold back all the mighty countries that surrounded them. And a war after war after war, which Jesus said would be like birth pains, Israel has had to face the pains of birth after their birth and to, uh, for them to eventually uh, fulfill the, what eventually will be the Jesus ruling and reigning from Israel. So mm. we're seeing that, brother. We are living in a time where the exactly. Jewish people are all returning back to Israel. Half of the world's population of Jewish people now lives back in Israel again. And, and we see more God calling more and more Jewish people to come back to the land. Oftentimes, they don't even know themselves why, right? <laughs> but they just have exactly. a sense that they need to return. Well, there's a prophecy in Ezekiel 38 and 39 that talks about how Russia, Iran, Turkey, uh, Libya, um, Sudan, and all those stand countries like Kazakhstan and all will join together and they'll try to destroy Israel. Now, you've got to have an Israel in you the know, land to destroy. Absolutely. <laughs> and we do today. And God yeah. supernaturally destroys them, fire goes on their countries, and Islam and Russia is no longer a player anymore. And that is the final fulfillment of when the Jewish people return. I don't yes. know if that means anti-Semitism increases in the world, or the Jewish people finally feel safe, but they, en masse, finish the Aliyah back to Jew, uh, Jerusalem and back to Israel. And so that could well happen in our lifetime too. So eventually all the Jewish people of the world will be back in Israel. Mm, absolutely. And, and Nathan, once again, we read here in verse 4, God is going to protect his people supernaturally. We see again this lining up of the nation, but then we see here in the following verses that God's people are always at the center uh, uh, um, of his eyes, right, Nathan? It's not like God is going to give up on them like some people think that God is through with Israel. Oh, there's so many people out there, non-Christians, who talk about how Israel won't last 20 years and and they side with the Arabs, thinking that Israel is the losing side. And no. We know, definitely not. I love verse 5. Verse 5 is great. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire right. all around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. Now, we're, if God is in the midst of Israel, there is no way nobody is going to make Israel be destroyed. When they're regathered, it's promised that Israel will last as a nation forever. Israel will not be destroyed. People say, well, what about dividing the land? 
yes, they could divide like they gave up Gaza, but Israel as a nation will not only survive, That's but right. it will flourish, it will grow, it will expand its borders, and in the Millennial Kingdom, we're told, it will be the capital country, the, and the Jewish people will be the priestly people of, for the world. So yep. no wonder Satan hates them so much, and so yes. no wonder the UN and the Islamic nations of the world are trying to destroy her, because they're trying to stop yeah. God's plan for coming back and ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. Excellent point. You know, Nathan, we have a Jewish star in one of the windows here in our ministry because we support Israel. We believe, we trust that God is going to do his work. And sometimes people look at that weird, right? Like, why do you have a Jewish star? Why are you so, you're not even Jewish, but the Bible tells <laughs> us that God will bless those who bless Israel, right? And that's what we'll read in the next section. Uh, amen. Yes, continue to take us through, Nathan. Very excited. All right, the next section is about the future joy of Zion, which is another word for Israel, or Jerusalem in particular, and many nations. Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord, for I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. Up, Zion, escape, you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon, for thus says the Lord of hosts. He sent me after glory to the nations which plundered you, for he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Mm. For surely I will shake my hand against them, and they shall become spoiled for their servants. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I am coming, and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people." I will dwell in your midst, mm. then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Nathan, this is amazing. Here in verse 7, we're mentioning Babylon again. Now, this has been, uh, uh, Babylon is one of these uh, names, right, that is synonymous uh, with rebellion. Can you talk to us a little bit about this? Well, bear in mind that Zechariah, at the time, returned with the first group of Jewish exiles from Babylon. That's where King Nebuchadnezzar had conquered Judah and taken the Jewish people up to Babylon. And there, up until this time, for 50 years, they were there. And there'll be two other great returns. But by the time the temple is rebuilt, it'll be 70 years exactly as Daniel prophesied that the Jewish people would be exiled. So there's a call for the people, the Jewish people, to leave Babylon and come back and to rebuild. Now that was fulfilled, obviously, with Zechariah at the time, but this also has a future prophecy because it tells them that, uh, that we read, not only did they dwell in Babylon, but they spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven. Now, right. when the Jewish people were exiled to Babylon, they went to Babylon, which is in present-day Iraq. But the second exile spread the Jewish people over the four winds, the four corners of the earth. And that's the second exile. So here, it's actually talking about both exiles and both returns. And as we read here from the north, there was a major return of the Jewish people from Russia uh, back yes. to Israel from the farthest region north. If you go from Jerusalem straight north, it takes you to Moscow. And the Jewish people have mass uh, exodus out of Russia and have come back and settled in Israel. So, brother, we're living... Yeah. In that time where we get to see this happen. It's amazing. Well, you know that we live here close to Aventura, Nathan, and you visited us here a few months ago, and the amount of Jewish people in our area uh, is incredible. And I mean, never before in the history of the world did we have so many groups of people gathered together at one time. I totally agree. 
Matter of fact, you probably live in one of the more populous Jewish areas in the country down in southern Florida. Yes. I used to live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and from Philadelphia up to New York City, that corridor is very heavily Jewish. Uh, but the bulk of the world's Jewish people, uh, only till recently, lived out of country, but now they are living in Israel. Exactly. So the Jewish people know, they get that call, that feel, that it's like a, a homing pigeon, you know, they always know to return. Absolutely. The people are being called out. In one day, Aventura will empty itself of the <laughs> Jewish people and they will return to Israel because that's what the Lord has said. He has spoken. There will be a lot of cheap condos then here, Nathan, right? Because <laughs> real estate is expensive. <laughs> It's time to start investing in property. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of places to rent out soon. Well, it, it might seem crazy for someone watching or listening our program. It might sound like a fairy tale. But the reality is that this is happening right before our eyes. And we see Bible prophecy really being played out as a movie. And we see it from uh, firsthand, uh, you know, uh, live, if you will. It's true. And it promises here, God himself, this is Jesus Christ himself, Lord, Yahweh, capital that he will dwell in Israel again. He will make the, the other nations like spoil for their servants, those who stand against God. So as we will know that all this fuss over Israel and all the enemies that go against Israel, even the UN, mm -hmm. even sadly, the United States recently, especially with this current administration, has been against Israel. Yes. But that won't happen. Eventually, they will unite under a one-world leader and try to destroy Israel and try to defeat Jesus' return. But we know from Bible prophecy that Satan will fail and that those who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior will populate the Millennial Kingdom. And they will be the nations that will serve the Lord and worship the Lord. And we as believers in Christ and our mm -hmm. glorified bodies will serve as rulers and reigners with Jesus throughout that millennial kingdom. So brother, it is it should give you hope. It should get you excited. That something amazing is coming soon. Absolutely. You know, we, I always say that we are part of one of the greatest things in the history of the world. And if people can only capture the reason why God has them here for such a time as this, it, it will be incredible. And Nathan, this is why there's someone watching the program, listening to the program, and they live as if they have no hope. And oftentimes we say maybe they, what they need is a relationship with Jesus Christ, this Holy Spirit living in them to open up their eyes and their heart to the reality of the times in which we're living in and you and i nathan in every program we, we try to put out an invitation maybe there's someone out there that doesn't have a relationship with the lord we give them an opportunity to come to the lord now while there is still time and i want to ask you nathan maybe you can talk to that person on the other side and they don't have a relationship with the lord they're fearful they don't know of their future can you talk to them maybe how they can start that relationship and how maybe that's what got one so that that fear would sort of be driven out well there's where there's perfect love uh, there is no fear i believe that's first corinthians 13 and we know that jesus christ loves us matter of fact god sent his own son to die in our place yes in other words when we die we are still under the wrath of god because of our sin and we're looking at hell as an eternal future but when jesus christ died on the cross the perfect for the imperfect when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, the penalty of our sin moves on to Jesus Christ. And that means that we, you and I, can stand before God, blameless and pure and holy, because our sins are forgiven. The righteous judge has announced us not guilty because the guilt fell on Jesus Christ. Mm. And all you have to do is put your faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and your Savior. Repent of your sins, ask right. Him into your heart, and you will be saved. You know, Nathan, I love that. Thank you so much. And maybe for those of you that are watching or listening, if you're tuned in, we would love for you to reach out to us, 305-992-9537. You can text in 
questions or comments, or let us know that you've trusted in Christ, and we would love to rejoice uh, with you and give you more information. And you've been added to the kingdom. You know, Nathan, there in verse 11, it talks about many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in their midst. And Jesus told us that in Matthew 28, right, Nathan? He said, go out and make disciples of all nations, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, right? Exactly. That's a beautiful verse because it tells us that one day, those who've accepted Jesus as Savior, we will be the nations. No more corrupt nations, paganism, uh, lawlessness like we're living in now, but a time when the nations will be comprised of people that have accepted Jesus as Savior. And they will be joined to the Lord in that day. In other words, they will become His people. And Mm -hmm. Jesus Himself will dwell with us. Right now, Jesus is in heaven with the Father, but He will be King of the earth. Can you imagine someday that we're going to see Jesus face to face and not in death, but in our new lives? Brother, that is exciting. You know, Nathan, not only that, but you're absolutely right. Right now, we're in the middle of an election, and people are hoping for this new king to arise <laughs> to <laughs> to sort of bring uh, uh, our world into a utopia, and everybody's promising that. But the reality is that is not going to happen. The only one that's going to usher in through peace and prosperity and what we're looking for is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's true. You can't put your hope in man. Politicians fail us. Kings fail us, governments fail us all the time. We fail ourselves because we're fallen and make uh, bad decisions. Yes. But Jesus is perfect, and he's also perfectly loving. And he has already prophesied that he will come to pass. And we're beginning to see that with Israel returning again as a nation. This is the beginning of the return of Jesus Christ. Mm. And Jesus always 100% fulfills the prophecies he's made about himself. Because to him, who lives out of time... Prophecy is past tense. It's already happened. Jesus That's right. It's already won. We're just living at the point in time where that hasn't happened yet for us, but for Jesus it has. So we know this will happen one day, and that's why, brother, it is so important that people give their lives to Jesus Christ, mm. that they ask for forgiveness of their sins and they receive Christ's salvation, because there's a very different road for those who haven't accepted Christ, Absolutely. and they need to be thinking about that. You know, Nathan, that's why I love, uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Some, someone maybe tuned into the program and they happen to know that we're in Zechariah chapter 2, and they're probably wondering, man, I never saw all that. And we can see Jesus through the whole Old Testament in so many ways, and he is a same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen. He is. And I just love that, that he will be aroused from his holy habitation. Mm. In other words, Jesus will come back from heaven, and he will set up his kingdom in from the capital of Jerusalem, and there he will rule over the entire earth. Now, that is a fact. That will happen one yes. day, probably soon, according to Bible prophecy. Absolutely. And so this is, should wake people up. The way things are going now is not the way they will always be. Excellent point. And I love the the, the, the wording there. It says he will be aroused and come. And of course, Revelation chapter 19 tells us, right, Nathan, how he is going to come and where he's going to set his feet upon and then what's going to happen from there. Where is Jesus going to set his feet down? Mount of Olives. Mount of Olives, yes, which we'll read later in Zechariah. That Jesus Christ will physically return in his feet, not spiritually as That's right. Think, or as an idea, but physically he will be there ruling and reigning on this earth. Matter of fact, brother, when he lands to the Mount of Olives, it, he hits so hard that it splits the mountain in two. It's kind of like a Superman movie. You know, Superman <laughs> lands and the whole earth cracks open underneath him. Well, that's, that's fiction, but reality is when Jesus comes, 
America, he will create a valley and the Jewish people will come out of Jerusalem through that valley. So it's a physical, tangible return of Jesus Christ. And Nathan, and that's why we we look, I mean, I have not been to Israel. I'm really praying that this will be that year. I know you've been there several times, but to believe that when you look at the Mano Olives right now, all intact, that that place is going to be cracked open, right? And the Bible says exactly like it's written in the Word of God that it's going to be a valley that is going to be created. And we believe that is going to happen in the near future. We do. At the end of a seven-year tribulation time period that will fall to earth, Jesus will return. And you and me, those who have been saved, who have been raptured up to heaven before the tribulation happens, we will follow Jesus Christ, as Revelation 19 tells us, back to this earth and see Jesus defeat evil and set up his kingdom. And I say hallelujah to that and praise the Lord, Nathan Jones. And, you know, Nathan, again, we're super excited. We want to encourage anyone watching or listening. We want to encourage you to continue to make your way through the book of Zechariah for homework. Read these following chapters because it gets even better. The promises that are offered to us here in the word of God. Well, Nathan Jones, it looks like, man, again, our time goes out so quickly. Uh, where does it go? Where, where does it go? So I want to thank you again, Nathan, for opening up the scriptures for us and being part of the program. And it's always a joy to have you here. Thank you, brother. Great to be on. Awesome. And want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening. Remember, next week, Lord willing, same bat time, same bat channel. So join us and that uh, we would love for you to be part of the program. And we thank you for praying for us. Our lines will continue to be open if you're in need of prayer. 305-992-9537. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. And may the Lord bless you. Have a great week.